time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. A very good evening and welcome to Red Friday. Well, it's not been the worst week in the world for Dons fans with Saturday's goalless draw at Celtic Park, followed up with Tuesday's fabulous Scottish Cup quarterfinal replay success at Ibrox to make it an excellent Glasgow double and tear up the script. And it's a return to league business ahead of the international break when Livingston come north tomorrow afternoon. We'll look forward to the rest of the weekend games and the latest round of The Predictor. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me are Dave Galloway and Alan Davidson. And Dave, uh, yeah, it's been not the worst of weeks, as we've said. It has been uh, fantastic, hasn't it, Dave? You know, two shutouts, both of them in Glasgow. Uh, the first team this season, domestically, to get anything at all from Celtic Park. And then just the, the icing on the cake and then some... What a wonderful performance and uh, result at Ibrox. Despite what certain Rangers fans are saying, uh, you know, a lot of sour grapes there. Absolutely brilliant 2-0 victory there. Uh, Derek McInnes, he says it's been a good week. We recognise the challenge of both games in Glasgow, tough games, but we also spoke about how it's brilliant games to involve them. We should be relishing the opportunity and, you know, I've been pleased with... uh, so much that the players have gave. I think, first of all, the, the 0-0 at Celtic Park and then the other night, another clean sheet against a good Rangers team who normally score at will and ask the question of you. And, um, you know, it was a brilliant effort from everybody involved. You know, the, the players really knocked their pan in, gave everything to get that desired result. And the importance of getting the club into a semi-final was clear. So, delighted that we've managed to come through two tough games, um, two clean sheets. Uh, last week, Alan, we said on the, the show that uh, season-defining wasn't too putting pu- putting too fine a point on it and uh, Saturday was uh, very good and then away down on Tuesday night it was uh, a masterclass in defending and discipline and from the word go, Aberdeen looked the team that were really up for it. Absolutely, I think two really strong defensive performances gone and shut out both clubs down in Glasgow I think you're right, season-defining nearly a massive point at Celtic Park. I think that would a lot of people have un- underestimate how big that point was just with Kilmarnock getting the win on Monday night. That just kept us kept the noses in front in the race for third, if it's Kilmarnock. Um, with Rangers dropping points, keeps us in the hunt for second just about. Then down there, Scottish Cup, the real, the real chance of silverware this season. I think a lot of people had written Aberdeen off. There was a lot of people saying... That was it. The chance was gone. Um, the Dons have shown this season time and time again we can go to Glasgow and get results and down there and looked fairly comfortable. About as comfortable as I've seen us at Ibrox anyway. Uh, Dave, eight bookings for Aberdeen now. I'd be the first to admit that some of the bookings were pretty ridiculous and were down to the diving of Morelos more than anything else. But uh, I think the one that epitomised it for me was Dean Campbell with an absolutely atrocious tackle on Kent to take one for the team. <laughs> which was applauded by Stephen Gleeson at the sidelines who was waiting to replace the, uh, Dean. And uh, Dino got, a, you know, 17. And he, he got yes. uh, a standing ovation the, the, and uh, his name being sung out as he, as he was replaced. And it, it showed that the fear factor that perhaps was evident uh, in the past, uh, there, there's an inner belief now that we can go and face anybody on their own patch or wherever it is and, and come away with the result. 
Yeah, Dean Campbell, you cannot believe that he is just 17. He has got such an old head on young shoulders. Yeah, that was a, a wonderful tackle. The fans love to see that kind of tackle, don't they? You know, you go all the way back to the 80s when Willie Miller used to do these tackles that used to put his opponents into the middle of next week and had the crowd on their feet. I think uh, Dean had been maybe studying uh, some of Graham Shinney's uh, challenges. It was very uh, uh, much a Shinney-esque uh, uh, tackle. But yeah, um, you know, the, the, the scorer of the first goal, Niall McGinn, you know, he said through the week that the fear factor for, for Glasgow is, is absolutely gone. Remarkable to think that this is the first time ever that in the one season Aberdeen have beaten Rangers three times in Glasgow and speaking of Rangers we've been speaking to Stevie May about you know the battle for league placings he insists that Rangers can be caught yeah, I, th- I think there's no reason why not we've got to believe uh, but you've got to just take every game and see see where, where that takes us you know win a game and then you can have a look at the table and think oh is it what came away or is it not uh, if not we've got to just do everything to get as many points on, on that table as possible and, and can I get a good run of form going into that cup game when it comes and, and to be honest, Alan, I was say, just saying earlier on, it was the least intimidating atmosphere at Ibrooks. I think once we got the early goal, there was almost an apathy about the home fans. And at the end, the atmosphere was so surreal because you had the just under a 1,000 Aberdeen fans going absolutely harpic over in the far side with the Aberdeen players. And there, there was hardly anybody else left in the stadium. No, that was it. I think it was through, through most of the game, I think all you could hear... Um, certainly from the from the commentary was was the Aberdeen fans, the, the home support kept very very quiet. I think in part down to that early goal, and I think the that that probably fed into the players the lack of intensity from Rangers. After about the, after the second goal, they seemed to run out of ideas, and they were they were punting long balls into the box, which Scott McKenna and Andy Constein are happy to deal with all day long, um, even with Morelos spending more time on the deck than on his feet in that second half. Um, I think very, very, very comfortable. And like I said, the, the challenge for second may not be over now. I think Stephen Gerrard's going to have a very difficult time lifting those players because that, that is their season. Second was never going to be a success for them. They needed silverware or a real challenge to Celtic. Rangers have still got to play Celtic twice. We go back to Ibrox. The, 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 I don't think it's over yet. Yeah, and Morelos, of course, the appeal against the booking uh, was, say, uh, thrown out mm. uh, earlier. Today and uh, Dave, it's now you know on the road with absolutely no problems with a tremendous record, as we know. Uh, yeah. Now we need to show that we can do the same at home, where the the home form, if it had equaled the away form, we would have been right up the <laughs> the top of the table instead of being in third. That's right, Dave. You know the Dons have a better away record than anyone in Scotland in the top flight. Certainly, uh, Derek McInnes. He says Aberdeen must now improve results on their own patch. The league game against Rangers, the game against St Mum, the game against Hamilton. Normally, we've got to be in charge of the game here, and I think we've we've chased the game and ultimately we've left ourselves open. We go and defend with real concentration on the road, so that gives us a platform to go and win games and and, and pick up points. Whereas here, I feel certainly in those three games, we've lost the Rangers because we've chased the game and we've chased the, the result against St Mern, but we've lost a couple of poor goals. And likewise with Hamilton, we've chased the game and we've, it's important that we have more calmness to our home form. Sam Cosgrove, Alan, of course, uh, he missed out, uh, suspended on Wednesday. He's available uh, tomorrow, but... Uh, 
you know, such was the performance. Uh, difficult to know who who to who to leave out, assuming everyone's fit. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be harsh on any of the the boys that played on uh, Tuesday night there to miss out um, on this Saturday's game. But I do think Sam will come back in. I think he's that he's that real talisman. He's that focal point in the attack. Um, and I think at home, the onus is going to be on us to go and break Livingston down, to go and get the win. I think both of these performances has have been built on solid defensive base and letting the other team come at us. I think the onus is going to be us to go and break them down. I think Sam will come back in and I think he hopefully he'll get back among the goals again. Yeah, he's got 18 so far. It will be difficult, Dave. And uh, although Stevie May has not been scoring many, his pass into the path of Conor McLennan for the second on Tuesday night was uh, just about as... Uh, Good to the team as a as a goal because it was absolutely fantastic move which Lewis Ferguson was involved in as well. Yeah, it was it was a wonderful uh, passing move, absolutely uh, superb. Um, as for Stevie May, what a great attitude he has, an exemplary attitude. He always leaves everything out on that pitch, doesn't he? It would be terrific if he could just start finding the net, um, you know, a, a bit more often or a lot more often. As for that lack of goals, well, he takes a philosophical view. After I kind of go away, I, I, I don't overthink things because I think it, would, it could eat, eat away if you let it. Every game I'll try and do my best for the team and first thing's winning the game, you know, and, and if I win the game, then that's the main thing. If I can score, then that's a bonus. Uh, but, you know, if, if I could play every game and, and not score and we win them all from the end of the season, then it'll be a good season. So we just need to see, see how we go. But obviously, looking to score every time I play and, and, and take it from there. Yeah, the, I think the important thing tomorrow, though, is uh, Alan, get the first goal. Um, because too often uh, at Pataudry in recent times, that's not been the case. Absolutely, I think that's it. I think teams have maybe figured out a way of coming up here and frustrating us and trying to get a result. Almost the same as we did to Celtic in that first half last weekend. We went down there, we sat in, we let them have the ball in their own half and just frustrated them. And I think teams have been coming up here and doing it. And in those kind of games against Hamilton and St Mirren, we did struggle to create that intensity a little bit, which played right into their hands. And I think if we can get the first goal, it forces them to change their game plan a little bit and it is like the first goal tomorrow will be massive but I do I think the Dons will go and get it OK and Dave it uh, now means that there are places in the starting lineup at Hamden up for grabs and uh, you know not not that many league games to prove that uh, the players each player is worthy of a start For sure everyone will say Dave that the the game the Celtic game the cup semi-final it's well and truly on the back burner we're only focusing on the next game totally focused on the league campaign for now yeah that's probably true but you know there will be a a psychological effect and you know according to the manager next month's Hamden showdown with the hoops it can give the Dons a premiership boost when you're still in the cup of um, the Scottish Cup when you've still got that uh, focus it can help with your league business I think it can um, keep those in improvements in the performance and I think it can keep the players on their toes and, and uh, playing at, at that level um, that's needed to win games and I think that rather than just letting your season peter out um, which we wouldn't do anyway but obviously we've got European football to secure first and foremost in the league but I do think when you're on I've got a cup semi-final and a final to look forward to then it can be good for your league form as well because it does focus the players better. 
This is Red Friday and we'll continue our build-up to Aberdeen against Livingston after these. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. You're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday. Aberdeen are at home to Livingston tomorrow afternoon with a three o'clock kick-off at Petaudry and... Dave G, um, it's important, uh, as we said earlier, that uh, we get the first goal. I know you can't uh, guarantee that, but to make such a difference. Yeah, getting off to a really positive, really strong start is the key to this one, the key to this game. And, and it could make all the difference, literally, between a pretty straightforward victory and a, a nervous you know, stop, start, what the heck's going to happen type afternoon, which none of us want to see. Um, The Dons, according to Stevie May, they really must be on the front foot from the very first whistle. We probably do have to get better at at breaking teams down that come and sit sit in, but we have shown that we've got more than enough quality to do so, you know, so we just need to make sure we're on a game, you know, from from the first whistle and and kind of take it from there and and not start slow, because as soon as you start slowing, it gives teams like that a bit of kind of hope and, and it can kind of get worse from there so you, you want to come out the traps uh, as they say and, and be firing on all cylinders from the start As you mentioned earlier Alan you could hear the Dons fans on you know despite being outnumbered 40 odd thousand to less than a thousand you could certainly hear them loud and clear um, but at home sometimes it, it is difficult to, to get them going Yeah I th- and I think there is a, a main a big reason for that is it's the the three hour journey um, down the road. I think lubricates our fans, shall we say? Um, and I think our Pataudry can be a little bit quiet at times. I think there are small pockets of fans in various areas around the stadium, whereas in in that kind of rammed into that corner at Ibrox, they're all together, and it just it kind of that atmosphere breeds itself. But I think. If we can get behind the team tomorrow, I think it will give them a massive, massive lift. And you can you can see that. I think that's why we are more successful on the road than we have been at home. Is just I think fans at Pataudry can be very quick to get on the players' backs if things aren't going quite right. Whereas away from home, I've seen, I've I've been there and we've conceded away from home. And the first thing you hear after we concede is the Aberdeen fans lifting the players. Whereas at home, I just don't think that happens quite the same. Uh, to be fair, it's not uh, a problem that's uh, restricted to Aberdeen no, fans because we, we we do we heard Dave on uh, Tuesday how the Rangers' uh, support was, uh, if not getting on the back of their their side, uh, there was certainly a bit of apathy um, from very early on. Yeah, absolutely spot on, Dave. You know the the thing about Pitodri, you know it it's got nothing to do with you know the the makeup of the stadium because you know we've all been at Pitodri when the stadium has been absolutely rocking. So it it's it's an age old thing at Pitodri, isn't it? You go back to the days of Fergie when he used to talk about the you know the rustling of sweetie papers, etc. And you know Derek McInnes, I think he's right to you know urge the Red Army to make some noise. If we've got 14,500 in here tomorrow, as expected, it'd be nice to make it feel like that and to get right behind the team because, like I said, the last time out against Livingston, we had to do it the hard way. It came from behind. I've just spoke about there how losing um, goals in the first half of games and, and come, having to do it from coming from behind is difficult when we chase the game, but the crowd stayed with the team that day uh, and together we get our last-minute winner. 
it felt as if we were all pushing for the same thing. And it felt uh, the atmosphere helped the players generate that second half performance. And uh, the emergence of the, the young players, it's been the average age of the Don's team just now, you know, Conor McLennan uh, got in because of Gary's uh, cup final injury, but he now is almost making himself uh, one of the first names in the sheet with his performances. Absolutely, I think Conor McLennan has been, I think it was the Smirin game he came in, he was absolutely outstanding until he picked up that, that shoulder injury which kept him out for a little bit, but I think he's been he's been a real revelation this season, he's been absolutely brilliant, um, and I think he's big, he's powerful, and he's got, I think, what we've... Maybe come some of the attributes that Gary lacks in just being that bit more physical. And I think in a game like the one midweek down at down at Ibrox, he's not afraid to put himself about. He's not intimidated by some of the more experienced players and some of the some of the big names that were in that Rangers team that um, you think maybe would intimidate a, a, a young player. Um, but to go down to Ibrox, and I think with three teenagers in the starting eleven and McLennan, Ferguson, and Campbell, and I think that's the other thing people forget is. Lewis Ferguson's still a teenager himself. Absolutely. And then Dean, Dean Campbell at 17 um, down there. I, I was intimidated in the stand down there at 17, never mind on the pitch. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Dave Adden, young Ethan Ross, who was on the bench, came on against Celtic, was on the bench on, on Tuesday. The, the future looks pretty rosy. Yeah, I loved um, Derek McInnes's uh, post-match quote at Ibrox when he singled out... Uh, a couple of the young guys, he, you know, he said, I, I've got uh, shoes that are older than uh, both of them. he probably has. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it raised more than a few laughs in the in the Ibrox uh, press room. Yeah, so many positives, thanks to the Dons, young guns. And, you know, the manager says, Aberdeen, um, you know, with the likes of Scott McKenna, he leads by example. McKenna has shown what can be done and it's gave... I think others the encouragement and confidence to go and try and be that person as well and try and be that important player. It's easy to get into an Aberdeen team um, and play on the periphery and play minutes here and there, but it's no easy to stay in the team um, because of what's expected. So it gives me great pleasure to see so many of the younger ones this season step up and show their capabilities, but the challenge for them is to sustain it. Let's hear from the Livingston Campier's boss, Gary Holt. We look at the results that they've had and it gives us a wee boost that we can go there and like we did early in the season and put on a performance and hopefully come away with a good result this time rather than a 90-second minute defeat. But no, they're an exceptional side and they've got threats all over the park. They know their jobs and know their responsibilities but it's an occasion for us to go there and test ourselves. We've got a bit of freedom after last week's result. There's no pressure on us, so can we go there and showcase my talents? Can we go there and go toe to toe with an opposite number and see what we can get out of the game? Dave, your one to watch in red tomorrow afternoon. My one to watch in red, Dave. Greg Stewart, assuming he makes it, he should be okay. His trickery can help to unlock Livy's defence and he can also supply the ammunition for Sammy Cosgrove. Alan? Yeah, mine is Sammy Cosgrove. I think, obviously, after missing out on Tuesday night through suspension. I think he will come back in and he does just provide that that focal point, that kind of cutting edge just to turn half a chance into a goal, which might be the difference tomorrow. OK, before we get to predictor, let's get the kid in the kit room's view on tomorrow's proceedings. I'm totally looking forward for the match on Saturday. We're on fire right now. Aberdeen's going to win, obviously. I think... We're going to pull that 3-0 victory. And who do you think is going to score? Let's go McGinn and Ballon d'Or. 
Yes, McGinn and Ballon d'Or. Ballon <laughs> yes, excellent. Um, right, uh, the situation in the predictor. Last week, um, uh, Dave, you scored one point. Way uh, yeah. back and to form. <laughs> Andrew and I both scored two each, and the Red Army scored three. So the league positions uh, still at the foot. Red Army on 109. Uh, Dave, you're on 113. I'm on 123. And Andrew's still just in front on 125. And today, the Red Army, this evening, the Red Army is uh, represented by Sarah Pascarelli. And we'll also get Alan's prediction, seeing he's here. And Andrew's given in his. And we'll start off, Dave, with Hamilton against Hearts. Well, Aki's uh, look a better team, certainly with Brian Rice in charge. But Hearts, I feel, will be too strong for them. I'm going Hamilton 1, Hearts 3. Alan. Yeah, I'm going 1-1 one, one in this one. Okay, Andrew and I are both going 1-2. And uh, I, I deliberately didn't look at his predictions and I still managed to get mine almost identical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alan, Hibs at home to Motherwell. Hibs and Motherwell. This is a massive game in the chase for the top six. I think Hibs will feel that if they can get the win at home in this one, they'll, they'll put a real gap between themselves and Motherwell in that fight for the top six and I think they might just do it 1-0 Dave well a well scooped the player and manager of the month awards for February this will be a close one Motherwell doing a lot better of late but Hibs to edge it 2-1 for me Okay, I've gone for 1-1 and Andrew has gone for 2-2 Dave uh, Rangers at home to Kilmarnock after beating them 5-0 in the cup not that long ago yeah I'm I'm going for a 1-1 draw here Rangers will be hurting very badly from their defeat to Aberdeen but Killy got back to winning ways last weekend against St Mirren and I fancy them to get a draw okay Alan yeah I'm 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 fancying a draw on this one as well like I said I think Rangers just Stephen Gerrard's going to have a hard time lifting those players They, they know their season is effectively over I think although they might not admit it publicly Within within the camp, they'll know the title's gone. Um, I fancy a one-one draw on this one as well. Okay, Andrew's gone for two-nil Rangers. I've gone for one-one. Alan St Johnston at home to the other Saints, St Mirren. Yeah, St Johnston without a win in eight now. St Mirren, who looked all but gone a while ago, have picked up some points recently, looking a bit better. Um, they'll also have the incentive of knowing that Dundee take on Celtic on Sunday. Um, so anything out of that game may well take them off the bottom. Um, I fancy a share of the spoils in this one, 1-1. One, one. Dave? That's exactly what I've got St. Johnson as Andrew, uh, as uh, Alan has touched upon uh, with with that dreadful uh, winless uh, run. Um, St. Mirren desperate to take something to help the relegation fight, and I think 1-1. One, one. Okay, I've gone 1-0 St. Johnson, and Andrew has also gone 1-1. One, one. Dave Dundee against Celtic, that one on Sunday. Well, anything Dundee might get from this would be a massive bonus, wouldn't it? They, they've got a, you know, they got a good one-one draw with Rangers at Dens earlier in the campaign, but Celtic for me will emerge with a four-one victory here. Alan, yeah, I think the only thing Dundee may take from this one's a bit of a hiding. Um, I think I'm going three-nil Celtic, and I think Dundee will be happy with that because it could be so much more Andrew's going 3-1 Celtic I'm going 2-0 Celtic and finally the big one tomorrow Alan Aberdeen against Livingston yep Don's also off the back of two very good performances in a week two clean sheets fancy them to keep that going 2-0 Don's okay Dave 
I'm going 2-0 Dons Brilliant on the road But poor at home They must put that right Starting tomorrow If they are to start Eating into Rangers Eight point lead above them And I think They will win 2-0 Okay and Andrew and I Have both gone 3-0 Aberdeen Let's get the Red Army Predictions from Sarah Okay then Score lines First of all Saturday Hamilton versus Hearts Hamilton versus Hearts I think 1-1 Hibs face Motherwell 3-1 Hibs Rangers play Kilmarnock 2-0 um, Rangers St Johnson against St Mirren hmm. St Johnson 2-1 OK and the best to last for Saturday anyway Aberdeen host Livingston I think 3-0 Aberdeen OK sounds good to me and then on Sunday one game Dundee take on Celtic might be a couple of goals there yeah um, I think 3-0 Celtic that's just about your lot tonight. Say Highland Derby in the Championship between Inverness and Ross County has been postponed because of a waterlogged pitch in League Two. Tomorrow, leaders Peter Header away to struggling Berwick Rangers. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you in a fortnight's time. It's North Sound One's Red Friday.